Hello, unexpected cameo from Y2K tonight. Ooh, we didn't expect to see her here. Looking gorgeous as always. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to Hits Don't Lie, where two best friends argue over pop music. Every episode, we come up with a new theme. Each of us will bring songs to the table and we'll pick our five best songs from that list. And at the end of each episode, one of us will surprise the other with the theme for the next episode. And today's theme is mine. We're going to be talking about the Latin explosion. Woo! Woo! This is a big moment for us in music, the two of us. For us, and also culturally in the United States, this was a huge moment in music. Right. But so many artists that I love came up around this time. And even ones that, you know, didn't speak Spanish were still like living off of the wake of the Latin explosion. And I owe a lot of my love for music for this era. And even our knowledge of the Spanish language, too. Yeah, true. The Latin explosion is a term that refers to a certain musical period in the United States. Specifically, 1999 is often seen as the year of the Latin explosion, but there was also a lot leading up to it in the 90s. Yeah, there was some groundwork because- being set. Right. We had Gloria Estefan and we had Selena. And then something happened in 1999 and Latin American style music just took over and it truly exploded in the United States. And this year and the following few years after was a time for like a lot of Latin American artists and Spanish speaking artists to cross over. A lot of artists had their first English language albums during this time. And even a lot of American artists and artists from other countries were releasing like Latin tinged music during this period. Yeah, it was a huge moment of just fusion of sounds. Just as pure coincidence. Like, unplanned, we're recording this on my Cinco de Mayo. Yes, so we both made margaritas, so cheers, Erin. Cheers! And now's the time where I become the fun police and say, we're actually having an anti-Cinco de Mayo party. (laughs) So it's time for me to take my podcaster hat off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put my Spanish teacher sweater on (laughs) and begin with a question. Tell me, what is the meaning or the purpose of Cinco de Mayo? Well, so I know that it's mostly an American-celebrated holiday. I have known it to be something related to a day of independence for Mexico, but I also know that in Mexico it's just like another day. And it's kind of just been this Americanized, quote-unquote, holiday that we have taken on Uh, For whatever reason, because we love Mexican food and drinks and culture, hopefully. (laughs) Yes, you are 90% correct. You use the phrase something like Independence Day. It's not an Independence Day at all. (laughs) Right, right. So yeah, you, you just about had it right. Many people 
think that Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of Mexico's Independence Day. It's really not. That day is actually September 16th. Now, what happened on the 5th of May? If you're from a place called Puebla in Mexico, you know that an important battle took place on this day during the French intervention. So in this battle, the soldiers in Mexico, in the city of Puebla, were far outnumbered by the French, but they still prevailed, even though they were outnumbered. They won this battle against France. People remember today and commemorate the Battle of Puebla that happened on May the 5th. 1862. Oh. But not all of Mexico celebrates this day, May the 5th. Right, right. Mostly if you are from there, then you remember that day because it was a memorable day in that city's history. But basically we as Americans, we, as we do in this country, <laughs> we turned this day into like a garish caricature of what we perceive as Latin American culture, right? Because you'll see sombreros, you'll see pinatas. Mm -hmm. Personally, I think we could just throw Cinco de Mayo out and just celebrate it as discount margarita day. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) I think so too. It is a total American thing to take this thing and just blow it out of proportion and make it kind of America's thing. But you know what? If it brings money to... You know, that little taqueria that mm-hmm. needs the money if it, you know, gets people going out, eating some food, maybe interacting with Mexican culture. That's not a terrible thing. Maybe we should do that more than just Cinco de Mayo. Maybe we should exactly. enjoy, yeah, enjoy, educate ourselves about the Mexican culture and the things that America already takes part in more. I think we could just call it Discount Margarita Day. And I celebrated Discount Margarita Day Day before recording. Also, a little disclaimer I forgot to add. I am a Spanish teacher and everything I'm going to explain tonight is part of the curriculum that I teach to young people. But if I say (laughs) anything wrong, if I misstep anything, please let me know. I will burn this episode and I will set my computer on fire. So please... Far be it for me to offend anybody because we're going to get a little educational. Mm -hmm. As I said, the term Latin explosion, it refers to a specific musical period in the United States. But I need to say a little note on the term Latin explosion, okay? Because there's a little trouble with the word Latin. I'm so (laughs) glad you're saying this. I was going to dive into this, so I'm so glad we're addressing it. Okay, great. Latin, the word Latin is a really complex word that is most commonly used to refer to the language that was used in ancient Rome. So like the Latin language. Right, sure. Then because of a part of the world being referred to as Latin America, in the English language, we've sort of double utilized this word to also refer to anything related to Latin American countries. Mm -hmm. But Anyone who also speaks Spanish can tell you that the word Latin is not that simple due to the fact that in the Spanish language, words have gender. Mm -hmm. And in the English language, our words don't have gender. So the word Latino and Latina in Spanish is still a contested word even within Spanish-speaking communities. Some people prefer the traditional word Latino and Latina. Some prefer Latinx 
And even newer than that, others prefer the word Latine, which ends with an E. So you will find different people of the community preferring a different term. But for the sake of context tonight, we're going to keep the phrase Latin explosion because that refers to a specific time period in music in the U.S., but understand right. that it's a complicated word and it's actually not that accurate. Right. I also wanted to mention Latin music is not a genre of music. It's just a word we use for where some of the inspiration, maybe the people, the culture comes from to make this music. And it spans so many genres. It spans pop, hip hop, R&B, rap. You know, it, it is everywhere. And it's not right. just shoehorned into its own little genre of a chart. I'm glad lately it seems like the music industry is letting them break out of that chart. But growing up, it was, you know, the pop hits were over here. It's the own quote genre. unquote Latin hits were over here. Right. right. And they were the same music. <laughs> It's still pop music. Right. So I love that we're moving forward in that. But uh, yeah, everyone get the word out. Latin music is every genre. Spanish speaking music is every genre. Right. But I'm sorry, I have one more lesson for tonight. Ooh. Oh, what a treat. Okay. So question. Do you know the difference between the terms Hispanic and Latino? No Googling. <laughs> I know there is a difference. <laughs> Hispanic okay. being a person from a country that speaks Spanish. Okay. And what about Latino? And Latino being more about where the person is from, like geographically. I think you nailed it. I Ooh, think you absolutely nailed it. Uh, look at me. You did know. The term Hispanic refers to individuals who are Spanish-speaking or they have a background in a Spanish-speaking country. Mm -hmm. So that includes Spain, Latin America, everybody except Brazil, because they don't speak Spanish, they speak Portuguese. That's right. Hispanic. Right. And then Latino refers to those who are from or have a background in a Latin American country. Right. So that's everyone, including Brazil, but not Spain, because Spain is not a Latin American country. Great distinction. Yes. Even more confusing, Spanish artists, and by Spanish, I mean an artist from Spain, such as Enrique Iglesias, were popular during the Latin Explosion era. <laughs> They're also considered part of the Latin Explosion even though they're not Latinos, they're Hispanic. So Enrique Iglesias is not Latino. He's from Spain. He's Hispanic. But us as Americans just lumped everyone coming out with music around this time as Latin Explosion. We sure did. Yep, we sure did. <laughs> we didn't care, did we? No. <laughs> with my classes, I do what's called an exit ticket. And it's... Oh. Not the same as a pop quiz, right? An exit ticket is just a check for understanding before you leave, before okay. class ends. Uh huh. So are you ready for your exit ticket? Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I feel confident. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to name a country. Okay. You're going to tell me, are the people of that country Hispanic, Latinos, both, or neither? Those okay. are your four options. Okay, okay, okay. All right. First country, remember your options are Hispanic, Latino, both, or neither. Right, right, right. First country, Mexico. Is it uh, Hispanic or Latino? 
It depends. Are or we both or neither. saying Central America is part of Latin America? Central America is a part of Latin America. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, then I would say both. Correct. El Salvador. El Salvador, both. Correct. Brazil. Hey, you, you pointed this out and I was listening, Erin. It is not Hispanic. It is just Latino or Latina. Very good. Correct. I was listening. Okay. Chile. Both. Correct. Spain. It is just Hispanic and European. Correct. <laughs> Portugal. Uh, it is neither. Neither. Very good. <laughs> and then last one, United States. Well, okay. Um, some people in the United States could be considered Hispanic as a nation. I would say neither. Technically, it's neither. But I really use this as a follow-up question. What is the national language of the United States? There is none officially, right? Very good. Ding, ding. Whoa, I'm so educated right now. Our national language is not English. So, guys, use that as your next ammunition. <laughs> when somebody tries to say, we speak English, da 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 No, we don't have an official language. You may speak English, but doesn't mean I have to speak English. Thank you very much. Exactly. Thank you very much. So that concludes (laughs) my Spanish class. When do I get my certificate in the mail? Oh, no. You have to study a lot more years in university for that. (laughs) I thought I was certified now. No. All this work for nothing. No, you're just, you're just not totally stupid. Congratulations. (laughs) All right, well, let's listen to some music to make me feel better then. For my first choice, I went with the song that I really think defines this era, not just as far as the Latin explosion, but as far as like the mega hits of 1999, this song dominated. And of course, that's Live and La Vida Loca. Live and La Vida Loca! Oh my God, what a jam. As you alluded to in your teaching segment, this is often cited as, if not the, one of the first songs that started the Latin Explosion movement. And it just dominated. I mean, you could not get away from this it dang did not song. Quit. It did not quit, did it? <laughs> this is on my list, by the way. So I already have to swap, swap out a song. No way. Which... <laughs> order i was gonna see maybe you didn't put this first so i put my it's my first so i've got to completely redo <laughs> things now so ricky martin pre-live in la vida loca he was in the boy band menudo from the years 1984 until 1989 from the age of 12 so he was already an established well-known person yes and the group menudo they were a like a teenage preteen boy band and they had to retire before they got too old so imagine (laughs) if 
One Direction was still a, a boy band of really young guys, but they just kept getting changed out. And that is what Menuda was. They were around from the 70s. And he retired when he got to like 18. And then he went on to record four Spanish language solo albums. And then he released the album that Live in La Vida Loca is from. It's just self-titled, Ricky Martin, in mm -hmm. 1999. Much like many artists that we'll see tonight, this was his first English language album. And boy, did this song take off. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Oh you my could God. not get away from it. Yeah, it, it's a classic. And it doesn't sound like it it's truly aged to is me. A like it just I still would just happily sing and listen to this song. No, I agree. It still sounds fresh. Just live a la vida loca. So of course we had to start the night off with a bang. <laughs> pun intended. Okay, but that was my and your first pick. And, so what's yeah, your the next first pick? picks for both of us. All right, well, I bumped up mine. I have an empty slot at the end. So we'll just talk about my now new first pick. This is someone that I think needs to get more recognition for the work that he did in 1999 for this Latin explosion movement. Not, not like he doesn't already, but everyone remembers Ricky Martin. Everyone remembers Enrique. We need to talk more about Mark Anthony. Oh, I knew it. With... I need to know. <laughs> I, Mark Anthony when you said everyone talks about Ricky and Enrique. <laughs> Listen, this song, first off, has a spoken word at the beginning. We love to see it in the music video, at least. I'm not sure about all the other cuts. Almost the exact same sort of vibe and beats from Live and Love You to Look, <laughs> which is going to be a theme all night. <laughs> this was a similar situation. He's trying to break out into the English market. The album is called Mark Anthony, just like Ricky Martin's album is self-titled. Self-titled. <laughs> If you want to get your name out there, this is my name. Put it, self-titled album. Uh, I just love everything about it. The beat, it's just perfect. It's a perfect song. I do love this song despite my feelings about Mark Anthony. Now, Mark Anthony fans, turn the volume down. <laughs> Don't listen. Plug your ears. Okay, Mark Anthony, he's a great artist. There's something about his eyes that make me feel like they are going to suck out my soul in like an <laughs> undead vampiric way. Yeah, they're intense eyes. They are intense eyes. I'll give you that much. And like men don't even care about under eye concealer, do they? <laughs> no. They just go out with their black circles. Not a concern. And women just Not love it. Not a concern it. at all. <laughs> women just love it. They say, take me to your vampiric lair and uh -huh. eat my soul. Yes. Have I gotten off track? I You've gotten like I've pretty gotten off track, off track. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't have that okay. problem with Mark Anthony. I fully think we need to put more respect on this man's name. Yes. As an artist, yes. I fully agree. Super talented. This album, Aaron, this song specifically, Corey Rooney wrote and produced. Corey Rooney 
is a hit maker of Mariah Carey, Mary J, J Jessica Simpson, J Lo, Destiny's Child. He's worked with all of them. Whoa. This album, though, was Corey Rooney, Dark Child, and some other person whose name I cannot say, Walt or something. Do you prefer the I Need to Know or the Dimelo version of this song? I'm more familiar with I Need to Know. Wait, have we told Mark Anthony fans to turn the volume back up? Well, they can't hear as they turn the volume down. So oh, how are you gonna, they how probably you gonna switched that? off. They probably switched off and went to a Mark Anthony fan podcast by now. So no, they probably switched us off and went to right back at you. Oh, true. That's very true. Uh, honestly, everyone Which, should do that when fine. we're done. When we're done oh, we're, here, I'm fine with that. that. <laughs> <laughs> they deserve it. So. <laughs> Okay, well, that's my replacement first one. Go ahead and show me your next song so that I'll know which one I'm replacing next. Well, we're going off into the deep end now because now I just, I ran out of time and I just picked some great songs. <laughs> and I don't have any extra notes to bring. I depended on you for that. So my next pick is an artist who I will add is still mega famous today. And they actually had their debut during this year. Not their crossover, but their actual debut. Mm. And I'm referring to J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, of course. And I could have chosen her first hit, which was If You Had My Love. But I decided to go for Waiting For Tonight because it has more of that rhythm and more of that flavor. And I brought the Spanish version, Una Noche Mas, just because. I'm glad we brought J-Lo tonight. She was a huge part of this moment. This was her time to shine. But I thought Waiting for Tonight was the best example. And Agreed. I brought the Agreed. Spanish version, Una Noche Mas, just because I like it. It's a great song. Great video. She's lost in some ferns right now for some reason. <laughs> She's I... like pushing them out of her face. Like <laughs> They're really in the way. She, to me, is one of the most iconic female voices of this era. And this beat, her dancing, it was just, every, it, the time was made for her. The time was made for J-Lo. Yes, and God, her moves were incredible. They let mm -hmm. her just free flow in this video in front of, like, the jungle background and the lasers. And she looks amazing. Like, the Ugh. wind machine is working for her. Oh, absolutely. The wind only blows on her. Exactly. So, this song was from her debut album, On the Six. Also, there was another track on there called No Me Ames, which was a duet with Mark Anthony, who would Ooh. become her future husband and then her future ex-husband. Right, that's right. They were a power couple for a moment. They were. They worked together quite a bit musically. And they worked well together musically. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And they still get along. They have twins together. That's good. So there you go. That's choice number two. I love it. I'm so glad J-Lo showed up. I, I, it was a hard decision not putting her on my list. So you can't expect any J-Lo from me, but so happy she's here. 
perfect. Oh, look, in the video, they're counting down to New Year's. You know what that means. Y2K. Y2K. Everyone was ready for Y2K. <laughs> they're literally counting down to NYE in this video. Oh, she was, I, it just now clicked. She was trying to make a New Year's anthem. Oh my God, the power just shut off for a second. <gasps> like Y2K. Epic, iconic. Hello, unexpected cameo from Y2K tonight. Ooh, we didn't expect to see her here. Looking gorgeous as always. <laughs> okay, your turn. Okay, well, people might be tired of us bringing up this same artist constantly lately, but... <laughs> Oh no, who is it? If we're talking Latin Explosion, we have to talk about Shakira. Oh yes! <laughs> and we have to, I just brought Whenever Wherever because yes! that's the one that sent the world ablaze, or the English speaking world at least, ablaze with Shakira yes! fandom. Yes! I'm going to be forced to have another backup too now. Ooh. <laughs> of course, I had to bring it. Yes, we have to talk about this one. I almost put Suerte because I, I mean, if, I, if I'm given the option of the two, I like Suerte a little bit better. But whatever, whatever, amazing. The music video is iconic. The lyrics in this song, even in English, <laughs> are just amazing. Before we do anything, we just have to address the lyrics. We're lucky that her breasts are small and humble so that... Do we? Do we have to address it? Guys. I think we have to address it. We need to point it out. It's a it blessing. It is what it is. It's a blessing is what it is. And we're so lucky. <laughs> I actually just sang this song last night in karaoke. Well, suerte, not whenever, whatever. But just sang this song last night. So I had to bring it. I'm going to something really controversial here controversial for you and for anyone listening that's a Shaki fan I prefer whenever wherever and I actually have this theory and I'm hoping someone who knows will jump in and give me all the info I have this theory I feel like whenever wherever was written first and I feel like suerte I do think and I feel like suerte was just a translation of it and I, not as great because... I doubt that because Shakira has said that Underneath My Clothes was the first one she ever wrote in English. But I guess it could have been she wrote it and didn't record it for a while and wrote this as well. Yes. So the reason why I have the theory that whenever, wherever was written first is because all of the syllables fit into the song perfectly in English and then when you listen to it in Spanish there's not as much being said which makes me feel like it was translated to Spanish and then they just tried to fit some words into the number of syllables that whenever wherever the English version dictated mm, but interesting but what oh gosh what can I say about this song so it's not a competition, but I did discover Shakira for us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it was a very memorable day for me 
and I still remember it clear as day. I took Spanish one in the eighth grade, and I was home from school one day, sick, quote unquote, sick. (laughs) And I stayed home, and I just was laying on the couch with a blanket watching MTV back when they used to have music videos. And suddenly, the music video for Whenever, Wherever by Shakira came on the screen. And I sort of like just sat captivated by (laughs) this music video. You finally found a meaning in life. Finally. And she was beautiful. And the song is so good, especially if you love pop music, which I did and still do. The song was amazing. The video was so fun. She's mm-hmm. like in the Andes Mountains in the freezing cold. She's, She's in the a desert giant the on top of the mountains. <laughs> she comes out of the sea and then I think she goes back to the sea at the end like a mysterious mermaid. Yeah, she dives back in. It was just an amazing song. And I specifically remember as soon as the song ended, like flinging the blanket off of me so fast, jumping up and running to my computer. Of course, I had to dial up to the the (laughs) modem, which is like, it would make the noise like beep, 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 while you dialed in to connect to the internet. And then I looked it up and that was it. Like I discovered Shakira that day. I looked, I was hooked. I looked up her album release date and when it eventually came out, I bought it and... I ended up researching her past albums. The album that was released before this was called Donde Están Los Ladrones. It is like my favorite album of all time and probably yours. Such a great album, yeah. I bought that. And then while I was in Spanish 1 and Spanish 2 in the 8th and ninth grade, I would study the lyric booklet in order to learn Spanish. So she really was my first Spanish teacher. And gosh, what else can I say? I've already talked too much. I've already talked too much. You can tell how much we love her and this song and this moment was so groundbreaking for us. And a little teaser, you might hear more about it in the coming months. Yes, you're going to be hearing more about Shakira very, very soon. Mm -hmm. And we can't wait. But that's our introductory blurb. Yeah, we'll save the rest of it for uh, that special moment happening maybe in the next month or so. Uh, That's whenever, wherever. I'm so glad I was able to bring it. Okay, well, now it's time for my next pick. So my next pick is by an artist that I already mentioned in my little introductory lesson about Hispanic versus Latino. And that artist would be Enrique Iglesias. He's considered a part of the Latin explosion, even though he's from Spain. That's okay. He's welcome here, as well as other (laughs) famous Spanish artists. But this song, Jacob, is like my one of my biggest guilty pleasures of all time, and it's Be With You. like one of the classics of my heart i just can't stand it i love it so much (laughs) this is such a good song it's like the falsetto slash high part right that's the best yeah yeah. 
Okay, watching this music video is very funny because it seems like he's trying his most to be American in this music video. You're right. He's trying super hard to be American. Well, it does seem that way, doesn't it? It does seem that way. (laughs) All the other guys in the video are dressed like a horrible boy band and they have on like vests (laughs) and spiked hair. And they're being really annoying in the car and at this gas station, sort of like the movie Zoolander. I was about to say it's very Zoolander. (laughs) When all the models are like flinging the gas around. Yes, it's very bad. (laughs) Oh my god, the more I watch, the more it really is like Zoolander. Like it's Zoolander. so Zoolander right now! She's like just kissing his abs on the dance floor. What is happening? No, it's in the driving car scene where they're driving down the road looking like yes. male models. <laughs> or trying to. Surfing on the car. <laughs> yes. I'm convinced the director of Zoolander took this video from inspiration absolutely 100 percent. here we are we're in a dome in the desert i don't want to talk about the video i actually want to talk about how great this song is it's the falsetto you're right it's the falsetto that gets me every time don't you agree this song wouldn't be the same without it oh it would be so boring without it the song would be so just boring yeah take it an octave lower the song wouldn't be the same it would just be too it's generic nothing. Nothing. Well, I'm glad Enrique showed up. No, he's from Spain, and we all know what that means now. I this video is too hot for me. I need to <laughs> move on to a different song. Your I had turn, to close it turn. because his teeth were too white. I was about to go on a whole rant about his teeth. No, I had to close it because that dance floor scene with Shannon oh, Elizabeth oof. is way too hot. Oof. I yeah. have to close it. I'm sweating. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, we're not going to cool down at all with my next song. Uh, (laughs) You called me out on Twitter for this song. And so I thought, (laughs) okay, well, fine. I'm definitely bringing it. it. I was going to bring it already, but now I'm definitely, definitely bringing it. It is a late addition to the Latin Explosion if you look at the timeline of things. But I think it is a key moment in music. Still counts. Created its own little boom within this genre. of course, we're talking about Daddy Yankee's Gasolina. Yeah. God, this song. Uh, For the record, you were tweeting about how nervous you were about me taking on your songs. And my reply was, chill, I'm not bringing Gasolina. <laughs> and sure enough, here it is. <laughs> I had to bring this song. This was my intro to reggaeton and sparked just opened up a whole new world of music for me, for us. I mean, after this, we started exploring so many other different artists. And it's still iconic, this song. It is. And I don't know that this song was necessarily just your awakening to reggaeton, but sort of the moment that commercialized it for everyone. Yeah, And I haven't done my research enough to say how long reggaeton had existed in music before. So I'm definitely not going to sit here and say 
Daddy Yankee was the first, but gosh, this was sort of forget Latin explosion. This was the reggaeton explosion. Right. This is kind of the evolution. So this was 2004. So we're kind of at the end of the Latin explosion wave, which is mostly from like 99 to like maybe 03 or so. This is 04. And it really did. You're right. It started this whole other wave of this type of music. And I still love Daddy Yankee. He just came out with his quote unquote final album. I hope to God it's not, but it's amazing if it is his final album. But I wanted to make a statement today here right now. Okay. My goal for this year is to learn this song well enough to do it at karaoke. That's my goal. Oh, that's an admirable goal. So by the end of this year, I, believe in I will have this I will have this song down by memory and we'll be able to do it. That's my goal. We'll check in. We'll check in at the end of the year. <laughs> I believe in you. Thank you. I have a confession to make here and now. And I was so wrong about this. Okay. So when this song came out, you and I, we also Enjoyed music by other popular reggaeton artists, such as We See Neandale. Me personally, I loved Alexi C. Fido. They -hmm. were releasing songs around that time, too. They had so many hits. I firmly, fully believed when this genre became popular that it was going to be a flash in the pan. Oh, wow. (laughs) Do you know that it has never died? It has never died. Only gained in popularity. I mean, it just never going away. Persisted. It's evolved a lot as well from this song. If you go and listen to some newer stuff, but it still has that beat, still has that distinct beat to it, and the defining reggaeton beat, the yeah. beat that makes it reggaeton. Yeah, I'm glad it did not die out, but I can't believe you thought that they were just gonna fizzle away. I literally thought that it was just oversaturated at the time, and maybe it was. I just felt like I was hearing a lot of it in music, but didn't matter. My opinion doesn't matter. Like <laughs> I still love all the reggaeton songs from this era that I love Vectia. God, we could have a whole reggaeton episode, by the way. We might. We might eventually. Oh my gosh. I could get on karaoke right now. We were obsessed with some reggaeton. Still am. Still am. But perfect pick. Perfect pick. Yeah. All right. What's your final pick? We're already there. So my final pick was going to be whenever, wherever. So now I must move on to Mm. an honorable mention. My replacement for my last pick is another singer that had a debut album in English during this era. However, this time we're talking about a former member of the Mickey Mouse Club, and that's Christina Aguilera. Yes! And I chose the Spanish version of her hit, Come On Over, which is called Ven Conmigo. Solamente tú. Solamente tú, in parentheses. On my short list, I have notes on this song. <laughs> you do? I yes. don't. So go right ahead. Okay. Well, this was in 2000. 
It was actually a B-side on her Christina Aguilera album, and then it was released as a single for her whole Spanish album, Mi Reflejo. Right. So after her debut album was released, she later released a Spanish-language version of it. But obviously, the Spanish-language version was planned because both songs, Genie in a Bottle and come on over have a spanish language video that were filmed at the same time right um i almost picked genio atrapado but i didn't <laughs> i actually think that this was a really hot single it kind of blew genie in the bottle out of the water even though genie yes. in a bottle was a huge song this song was bigger at that time Agree. I don't know that it's had the same longevity as genie in a bottle but this song was so popular mm-hmm and so fun, too. Do you like the Spanish or the English version more? Equal. I think equal. ¿Por qué no los dos? <laughs> right. ¿Por qué no los dos? She recorded this album with uh, Rudy Perez, helped kind of rewrite things and produce the album. And Rudy, because Christina at the time did not speak any Spanish, they had to phonetically write out lyrics and like made a whole system for her to sing all these songs. So it wasn't even that she was reading the lyrics in Spanish. She was reading like some special phonetic system that she learned <laughs> to record these Spanish songs. So I've been bamboozled because she just released this year a Spanish language EP. Mm -hmm. And that combined with this album and her last name, I always just assumed that she spoke Spanish. But look at me. I'm just a fool. So she is, going back to your lesson, she is Hispanic. Her father is from Ecuador. And, and uh, Latina. And Latina. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she has the roots and she obviously has the appreciation for the culture and the language and everything. And I think she's been studying Spanish since this moment because I believe she, you know, does better with it now. But at this moment in her life, she did not speak Spanish at all, but she was putting out these hits. Boy, they really shuffled her through the machine, didn't they? Really did. <laughs> they really did. But I saw a note where she actually wanted to do this Spanish album. Like, okay. I don't know if it was she just saw the moment or she really wanted some touchstone with her father's family. But she's the one who brought up the idea to do this Spanish album. So she got it done. Even if she didn't speak the language, she got it done. Now it's up to you to pick the final song of the night. Yes, uh, this is one that I know for a fact at the time you loved. I don't know how well it's aged for you. We will see. It is a collaboration track between Rob Thomas of oh, Matchbox yes! 20 and Santana. The track is yes! smooth. I'm so glad you brought this. <laughs> another 1999 track i didn't know this song actually was meant for someone else stripped from that album given to rob thomas rob thomas rewrote it and did some changes to the melody titled it smooth he's the one who came up with that 
and then recorded a demo to give to Santana. Like he, he was just going to give it to Santana and Santana was like, hold on, wait, I want you to sing on this. But really Rob Thomas was expecting George Michael to come on and sing on this. We almost got a George Michael Santana track called Smooth. Oh my gosh. The thing is, though, no offense to George and Michael, Rob Thomas was so of this era of this in, year. The in boy like he was right now. In right and he then. was trying to go a little solo from Matchbox 20 as well. So this was a perfect moment for him. That's so true. I'm glad you picked this. This was like my number five or number six. It was definitely on my list. I also had a little qualm trying to decide between this song and another santana song from i believe the same album in time uh-huh, which was uh-huh. maria maria right do you remember that one i do i do i do so good but this song again just like living la vida loca do you remember what a hit this was everywhere you couldn't and get away from it i have a distinct memory of us being at, so we we grew up in a very small town and the only thing to do on Friday nights or weekends, whatever, was to go to a football game if there was one in town. We were at a football game, not watching the sport. We don't know how it works. We were just there. We socialized. socialize. Mm-hmm. And we were walking with another friend and you brought up this song. And for some reason, I was not vibing with the song and I said how bad the song was. <laughs> Maybe I was, it was overplayed and I was tired of it. I have no idea. I have no idea i love the song now okay i have no idea why young me was being so dumb you've you've always been a little hipster though like no this is too popular not anymore but when i was younger definitely no not anymore but you got so mad you like walked away (laughs) from us and we had to track you down and apologize because you were so mad we didn't like this song Go around the concession stand and find you <laughs> by yourself. First of because all, because you were angry that we didn't like, like this song, you it must be was very you. It was very. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember it specifically where we were standing when it happened. Okay, even if that is true, uh, you were in I the right. Equal- I'm saying I'm here to say it. I, I know that you have harbored this memory for ages, and I'm just here to set you free you were in the right (laughs) i don't but if you say i did it then i did it sure (laughs) it's like you and fantasia burino on the ski lift in the 10th grade (laughs) when i said that i didn't enjoy her as much as you did we both had very strong opinions as children we can just say that right now as teenagers especially Right. Don't mess with prepubescent Aaron and Jacob when it comes to music, okay? Well, I'm glad I got a chance to bring this. It's such a bop still. I'm glad you did I too. love this song. I'm just thinking about what a great contender that is and it's time to put these in some sort of order. We agreed on like most of them though. <laughs> we did. This is going to be extra hard because we agreed on pretty much everything. <laughs> Starting off, live in La Vida Loca. Yeah, <laughs> La Vida Loca. We both Let's wanted it on this way. list. So okay, so we've got Ricky. What about Enrique versus Mark Anthony? Oh, they got to go head to head, don't they? Just because they always did. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, of course, I vote Be With You because that was my song. I'm here to advocate putting respect on Mark Anthony's name and legacy, but I do think Be With You is the better song. So I think I'm okay with Be With You winning over that. But I mean, we have so many other songs to discuss. You know, you picked Smooth as like your replacement, but I don't know. It was a pretty important song in 1999. I think so, too. I think it was very important and kind of instrumental for this moment, especially for that guitar. And Rob Thomas doesn't even have anything to do with the Latin music scene and just suddenly on this track. A big crossover moment. Are we putting Smooth on the list? I say let's do it. All right, the elephant in the room, whenever, wherever, I mean, come on now. Right. It's got to go there, not only for the music industry, but for the two of us. (laughs) Yes, we've said before, these lists are very sentimental. They are very personal to us. And this moment was just an awakening for us, for sure. So we have, so far, Live and La Vida Loca, Smooth, Whenever, Wherever, on the top five list in no particular order. You have two more spots. We could put B with you there. Love B with you. What about Waiting for Tonight? I was about to say, then we're going to have a battle between things such as Waiting for Tonight, Gasolina, and Ven Conmigo. I want to say that Gasolina is a little late to the party. I knew this was a dangerous pick because it is a little (laughs) late to the party, but I think it was a cap on the Latin explosion wave and a creation of a new one. So it's like, it's both the end and the start of something new, which I I think makes it iconic. I was going to say it's post Latin explosion. I think it is what evolved the Latin explosion. That's what I'm going to go with. (laughs) (laughs) We're at a standstill. I am putting Be With You on the list. I am putting Be With You in the top five. It's just such a good song. I don't know. There's nothing else to say about it. It's great. So our leftover ones are Waiting for Tonight, Gasolina, and Ven Conmigo. I think the contenders are Waiting for Tonight or Gasolina. I was going to say Gasolina or Ven Conmigo. Well, I think in that case, we should put Gasolina because I lean more Waiting for Tonight. I lean more Christina because she was a perfect example of someone putting out an English album and then putting out a Spanish album to kind of ride this wave. And J-Lo didn't do that. No, she made the wave that Christina <laughs> wrote on. That's true. That's actually <laughs> true. <mean>. Actually true. <laughs> All right, you just sold me for waiting for tonight. Okay, perfect. Woo! Okay, so we have our top five. We have Live in La Vida Loca, Smooth, Whenever, Wherever, Be With You, and Waiting for Tonight. Whew. I still think Live in La Vida Loca is, is nice in first spot. I agree. I agree with that. And I'm thinking for number two, either Be With You or Waiting For Tonight. But they're both my picks, so I don't know. What do you think? I was going to say number two, Whenever, Wherever, because... Okay, let's do it. So iconic for us, right? And We're Shaki fans. We're Shaki fans, and I think it just has to be. And she was our first Spanish teacher. She absolutely was. Uh, So we still have... Three, four, and five with Smooth, Be With You, and Waiting for Tonight. How do you feel about it in this order that it is right now? 
I would move waiting for tonight above be with you personally. Okay, sure. And I don't know that I would want smooth as number three. Now, it was one of the biggest hits on this list, but mm-hmm. Rob Thomas as the lead... And he's not even Latino. Do we think Waiting for Tonight deserves that third spot then? Sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. Well, that was surprisingly easy, actually. (laughs) Out of all those amazing songs, somehow we got it down to five. I'm just hoping to God it gets easier every time because... There's been a few times where I've been in this editing chair and we're debating and I'm like, oh my God, shut up, both of you. Like, just (laughs) shut up and pick. (laughs) Okay, well, just shut up and read them out then. (laughs) Okay, so our top five songs of the Latin Explosion era are number five, Be With You by Enrique Iglesias. Number four, Smooth by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Number three, Waiting for Tonight by Jennifer Lopez. Number two, Whenever Wherever by Shakira. And number one, Live in La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin. did it just well well after having to replace one of yours do you have any honorable mentions because i definitely do yeah christina was my main honorable mention i'd also like to give a shout out to the spanish version of genie in a bottle which was called mention a song that maybe is not my honorable mention but it's just a fun fact mm-hmm. do you remember the song mambo number no. five how yes. could you forget <laughs> it came out in yes. 1999 but lou Bega, who sang it he was german so it's yes. <laughs> It was from Germany. So it was a true song of the Latin explosion because it wasn't necessarily where you were from that at that time. It was just the sound the that sound. you were making. Yes. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. A little bit of Tina's what I see. A little bit of Sandra in the sun. A little bit of Mary all night long. Well, I wanted to talk about one that I don't think is in our time frame that we are doing, but I think we need to talk about Selena a little bit. And I picked the song Technocumbia because it basically started this whole fusion of sound wave that led to the Latin explosion. I think it laid the groundwork. And this song is just amazing. Perfect. 
So many people say that this basically created the Latin urban music sound, this song, just the way they were mixing everything. And Selena's music was always just above and beyond everyone else's at the time. (laughs) If we're talking about in her sphere of influence, she was in the future compared to everyone else. She, just like Aaliyah, who we've talked about, she was set to become a megastar. Yes, yes. And it was over too soon. Yeah, this came out in 94 and then was released again in 95. And, you know, she sadly died in 95. But she left us with this amazing legacy that I think it's fair to say created the groundwork for the Latin explosion. Definitely fair to say. It was a lot leading up and building up to the Latin explosion. And mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing my Selena t-shirt tonight. Record, so well, I'm glad I got a chance pick. to mention her. We covered so many amazing artists for this time. I know. And there's so many more that I didn't get to mention. So mm-hmm. I'm going to post a link on Twitter after this episode is out to my long list because there are just so many great songs from this era and like shout out to the singer Talia. I love her. Didn't get a chance to mention her. Paulina Rubio. I love her. She's just shameless guilty pleasure pop. Just so pop. I had Don't Say Goodbye so by Paulina Rubio. And oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, that was on my long list too. But all of those will show up on my long list playlist that I will post on Twitter. Amazing. But that's it. Ah, did you hear that? It's the mailbag. And did you notice the special flavor it had tonight? It was a special male noise just for tonight, just for this episode. Ooh, lovely. That's right. It's the Latin explosion male chime that you all just heard. (laughs) Well, let's dive in. Yes. We are always prepping for the next mailbag episode Mm -hmm. and putting emails aside for that. So tonight we just chose mail from one listener who also happens to be my good friend Meredith. Hi Meredith. Who emailed us. Hi Meredith. Fun fact, Meredith and I are both foreign language teachers, but she teaches French and she's wonderful at it. And she's a fun <laughs> lady and we play Dungeons and Dragons together. And I just What love what her. does she play? What does Meredith play in your group? In our group, in our campaign, she's the rogue. She's the Ooh. sneaky little thieving rogue who <laughs> loves to get her hands on any treasure or coins she can find. So. <laughs> well, in the email she sent us, she couldn't quite wrap her hands or her mind around a certain lyric. <laughs> She sent us for nonsense lyrics. She said, I never understood the lyrics to I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. As a whole, they make no sense to me whatsoever nowadays as an adult. And yet I will sing these lyrics at the top of my lungs while dancing in my bedroom, holding a hairbrush. Yes, absolutely. Everyone will. We must sing this song at the top of our lungs. And she said, with wanton abandon as a (laughs) 13-year-old girl, which I love. Tell me why I 
could be confused about the fact that the song says, Tell me why ain't nothing but a heartache. Tell me why ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Sure. Doesn't make that much sense, does it? It sense at all to me. <laughs> I was thinking that she was referring to their song, As Long As You Love Me, which has always confused me ever since I was young because the lyrics are like, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. Sorry, I do care about literally all of those things. more unhealthy than anything. I literally care about all those things like, hello, <laughs> online dating. I want to know who you are, Definitely where you're from, care. Especially what you did. Yeah, what did you do? Why are you in prison right now? What did you do? (laughs) I care what you did. Well, this I want it that way is confusing to me because they say that they want it that way, but then they don't want to hear that she wants it that way. So I don't understand (laughs) why they can have it that way, but she cannot have it that way. I don't get it. I don't understand what they're trying to say with this song. I'm with her. Meredith also said, and I'm so happy, she said this extra bit of info. She did not understand the lyrics to Holla Back Girl by Gwen Stefani until listening to our diss tracks episode. And now she understands better the meaning. I'm so glad that someone is getting some sort of education from this podcast. Well, you better be educated after you listen to us. (laughs) I'm going to make you all write down one thing you learned after each episode and send it to us. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding don't do that but no, yeah do do we that. hope everybody learns a fun fact in every episode we love to bring the details don't we absolutely i mean a lot and of the, the times we go off stuff. on tangents about <laughs> how something relates to our lives but yeah bringing the actual facts at the same time is really fun okay well meredith thank you for sending in that email thank you meredith well Aaron, it is time for me to present the next topic And I think you're going to be very excited about this one. I'm nervous because yours have been going more and more like off the wall, like (laughs) from your brain. (laughs) Which is a scary thing. (laughs) You're going to be, you're going to love this one. You're going to thrive. This is a topic made for you, Erin. I tailor made this topic just for you. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. The next topic is... Three-person girl groups. Yes! We're talking trios. We're talking three members harmonizing together in a girl group. There is so much to unpack with this topic. This is too much. This is too much. (laughs) I have been eyeing this topic and coming up with ideas for this one for a bit. So I am more than ready to dive into this. Of any era. Any era. Three. People in a girl group. That's all I want. It's a lot. It's a lot, but we can do it. I can't think of anything right now except Atomic Kitten and Destiny's Child. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to have to really think about this longer than five seconds. You will start researching and you will find that there are so many that you love. I promise. I can't wait because I know this is going to be something that once I open, it's going to be like a Pandora's box and I can't stop. (laughs) I know for a fact that that is what's going to happen with this one. So I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, if anyone wants to submit your homework that Aaron has given you after this episode, you can find us at Hits Don't Lie Pod on Twitter and Instagram, or you can email us Hits Don't Lie Pod at gmail.com. And hey, have you ever rated us? If not, please go ahead and rate us on whatever app you're listening to us on. We would really appreciate it. Could be Apple Podcasts. Last time I checked, we only have like just a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts. So rate us. If you like us, five stars. We would really appreciate it. There's also Good Pods. There's Spotify. Probably anything else you're listening on. And it would mean so much to us. It only takes a second. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.